You're now tuned into the Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Carl Lee, Christ Vibes Only. Let's get into this episode. Yo, so I want to say thank you for checking this podcast out. If this is your first time listening to it, thank you so much for just coming into this space. Um, I'm not going to take that long and get into the subject. What I wanted to talk about is the communication that we have with non-believers or, you know, just anyone in general, just the communication that we are supposed to have. And, you know, when you talk to people in the world, of the world, they have a mindset, you know. They have a view, a stance that they make their decisions from and based on. And we as believers, we have the same thing. We have a place that we are supposed to answer from, a standard that we're supposed to carry and live with. And our choices and the things that we do are supposed to like fit fit this standard. And it's, and it's the standard of faith. And it's um easy to get caught up talking to people and looking at their point of view rather than the point of view that we should have as believers sometimes. And we do it often for relationships and friendships. And, you know, if someone is your friend and, you know, they're dealing with certain things, they can tell you what's going on and you can think the whole thing is ridiculous. And instead of, like, saying that, you might empathize with them and be like, what, they did that? Oh, that's, mm mm-mm, I can't believe it. When in actuality... You know, like, the way they are, the way they carry themselves, the things they do, that shouldn't have even been a surprise that it took place, you know? And um, and it's, and it's things like that that happen so often with communication and us listening to people tell us how they feel from their point of view, pretty much outside of even actual reasoning, outside of even being actually logical. Like, they're coming from an illogical place, and then we kind of just, yeah, I know, that's right, man. I don't even, like, we're not even saying anything back, actually, because they're not even actually saying anything that should carry weight. But, I mean, of course, you know, in their own personal life experience, they do, and that's why we so often try to be somebody they can talk to and pretty much vent to. But we're called to have a standard when we talk to our friends, when we give advice, Even when, you know, we want to put our two cents in, it might start to become something they don't want to hear anymore. They might turn into feeling like, ah, you know, every time I try to tell this person something, they're trying to tell me something smart. They always trying to act like, you know, they got the answer. But it's not so much that as much as you are called to say what you're supposed to say in those situations. And here's an example. Like, have you ever seen those people who interview or like try out for like the American Idol and they get up there and they sing, 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 they going off, but they sound terrible. And then when they get to the end and the judges are like, ah, oh, you know what? It's a no for me. That was terrible. They're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. All of my family say I can sing. I've been singing since this long and that long and this long. And in actuality, they've been misinformed. And they were misinformed by people who were telling this person what they wanted to hear because they were considerate of the way that this person felt. Now, this person at the moment of hearing this information is like in disbelief and feels disrespected. They took pride in the idea that they could sing. But I'm going to read to you the scripture that brought about this subject, and then I'm going to elaborate more in that way. So this is Proverbs chapter 26, verse 4. Answer not a fool according to his folly, 
lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. Now, that's where you just want to be like, pause, pause. To me, that's so deep because even that initial beginning is just answer not a fool according to his folly. Like, don't don't talk to someone using their logic when you know what real logic is. You know, like you have these people and they want to come at you. You know what I feel like. And then now the whole thing is dictated around the way this person feels. When in actuality, the church and a lot of believers have been led completely astray by someone being able to make the point of view what they feel, to be, to be able to determine and guide the way a whole course goes based on their own personal logic according to what they believe, what they want, what they're looking for out of the answer. And then it continues and it says, when you do that, when you talk to people using the logic that they want you to have when they start talking to you, even though they may be wrong, even though the whole thing is foolish, they'll come to a point where they're actually like now boastful, prideful. And they're looking at you like, now you know I know. Now, I've, this this is like the beginning of allowing yourself to be manipulated in so many ways. You know, because when you know there's a standard and you know there's a line and you you stray from it for the sake of someone, what you just did was you put them higher than what you know is right. Now, that is foolishness. But I've I've been in situations where I've known people who would be in situations like that and they know it's wrong and they know it doesn't feel right and they know he shouldn't have said that and they know she shouldn't have did that like that. But the way they explained it and in actuality, they're just going along with the narrative that somebody made up in the situation that was going to fit best for them. And us as believers, me and you and, you know, who may listen, we are not called to be drawn into another person's point of view that far to where we take what we know God said. When we take what the word of God says we should do in a situation, how we should view a situation, how we should carry ourselves in situations. And we're not to put that aside to overconsider someone else's folly. Because if it's not according to the word of God, then it is according to folly. And it would be a matter of time before it exposes itself and it breaks down. But what what happens is, even though it can fall apart, if this person protects himself or herself by keeping these people around, keeping these like foolish opinions around, then they'll, com- they'll create a community. And in that community, they'll all think they're right. They'll all be proudful. They'll all be boastful. And there's no place for you there. And there is no place for you there because that is not where God is calling you to be. A lot of the times we'll have a circle of friends And we know how we have to watch them and how we have to communicate with them. And we won't think twice about that being an issue. It'll just be, I know how I have to deal with them. I know what I can't talk about with them. And I'm not going to front on you guys. I have that myself. I have friends and I know them. And I will consider them like my homeboy. That's my dude right there. But I also know he might be a little bit of a like a shysty guy. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not naming no names. It's been a long time since I've even been around some of these guys. I would only consider them friends because I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like old school. Where it's like, I know you, man. How you doing? How you been? Like, no love lost. But the older I get and the more I understand, that does not mean that that is company that I should keep. And it's not conversation that I should feed if I am not going to be 
the voice that is going to say something that's contrary to this person's folly. Because when you have these conversations that you entertain and you know the whole thing is backwards and wrong, but you allow yourself to entertain this conversation by trying to empathize or trying to get accepted or trying to be someone's friend when you know like everything about it is backwards, we don't do that person injustice. We do this person an injustice. We do this person wrong because what happens is they begin to grow in that faith. Now, we don't want to call that faith, but that is a form of faith. When you believe something and, you know, that's where you put in your hope and I know I'm right. I know I got this. And you, they build, they build pride based off of this. They build confidence based off of this. And there's no wonder why at a point they'll become wise in their own eyes. They'll become wise to themselves. They'll start to believe that they're actually right. And as believers, when we know that there's a standard for right and right, isn't just how you feel, right? Isn't just what you want it to be at the time, but there's an actual bar that needs to be reached in the areas of what is right, how we should carry ourselves. We got to keep that in mind. And sometimes it might mean you do start cutting people off or you start separating yourselves or cutting off certain conversations because as much as we all kind of like have this thing where sometimes we want to be accepted by certain people or we want certain people to even feel like they're accepted, it, it's very possible that a lot of people have company that they shouldn't be in, not so much because they so much just want it as much as sometimes you're looking at other people and you think, you know, maybe they can't really get by without you being their friend. Like they don't have that many friends in the first place. And then now you're like putting yourself in this position to be spiritually stunt. Like to not be able to grow in the Lord the way you should because you're actually backtracking everything. You're actually trying to, you know, baby feed this person while you live a good enough life for them to feel like it's reachable. And now you like breaking down how you need to read the word. And, you know, that's okay. Well, you don't have to do it that much. Well, I mean, you know, and now you're trying to like babysit this person who probably not even trying to get on the level that you are trying to have with God. Not even trying to reach those standards that you want to reach. And that's a dangerous thing for us to do to ourselves because we slow down also what God has for us. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And when we are sacrificing the obedience of God to be someone's friend, to not tell them what we need to tell them, to not carry ourselves the way we should for the sake of a friendship, for the sake of not losing someone or trying to make someone feel comfortable that's a very fine line because you're slowing down the things that God could have in your in your future, in your presence. Sometimes you have friendships that you're carrying that are the reason why you don't have other relationships in your life. You have people tied to you and all they're doing is filling the space of someone who God wants to bring, a friendship that God wants you to have, a connection that you're supposed to have. But you're still kind of hanging around, you know, hustle, the dude that's trying to, you know, the quick hustle. Okay, so even though God would like to put somebody that could actually help you make those financial next moves, he can't because the person that, that God would bring is legit. And that person that God would bring is not going to sit there and walk slow with you while you try to figure out what your old friend is doing and while you try to figure out how to make him feel comfortable and make you feel like, you know, you still want to learn but not seem like you're trying to half step. It's, it's, you have to choose. At a point, you have to choose if you are going to deal with somebody's folly, if you're going to listen with them and pat them on the back and try to make them feel comfortable, 
to only find out that in a matter of time, they will be acting like you're the one who don't understand. They'll probably kick in and they'll be wise in their own eyes. And even though the whole time you never agreed, you never agreed, when you start saying that you didn't agree, when you start voicing that none of it was actually right, when you start voicing that all these things that you were always thinking, they're going to wonder where it came from. When you start voicing the things that God wants you to voice, when you start putting aside that folly that you was allowing yourself to mentally agree with, when you stop talking to people with the logic that they like to use when they talk to you, they're going to start wondering, when did we get when did you get that deep? When did you start reading? When you learn a new word? Like they're going to start wondering how 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 did you get to a point where you don't agree no more? How is it that all of a sudden you have your own opinion? You, I used to be able to manipulate you. I used to be able to make you think about what I was thinking rather than answering for yourself or answering the way God would want you to answer. When we lower the standard that God created and decide to get on the wavelength or the standard of another person, we put ourselves in their hands. We put our minds in their hands. We put ourselves in the place to be able to be manipulated. And then for that person to also turn around and feel like they're wise because it worked. A lot of times you have people who do wrong and then feel wise. Have you ever meet one of those people that lie and then wonder why you don't believe them? But if you was to think what they're trained to thought, if you were to stop and then allow yourself to think about what they thought you was thinking or how they thought you felt or what they thought you should be thinking, you, you would accept the lie. You know, a lot of times it's like, OK, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. OK, I'm going to tell you something. And because I need you to think of think like how I'm thinking when I tell you this lie it's going to make sense because you will be on my train of thought of the train of thought of this lie. See, oh, no, no, it's, it didn't go like that. No, look, think about it like this. Let me tell you what I was doing. Now, the whole thing about to be a lie. But if I can get you to think like I'm thinking, even though this lie don't make sense, you will accept it. And that's why you get a lot of these narcissists because they know how to put pull people into that. You know, you go think like me. I'm going to I'm a, I'm a, I'm a use my train of thought to change your train of thought. And then I'm going to be boastful. I'm going to be wise. You go look at it and see my point of view and be like, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my bad. You know, it's weird because then you end up, you're somewhere apologizing for stuff that you didn't even do wrong. You know, people looking at you, telling you, wow, you rude. You ain't consider You mean you rude. Now, why? Because they have a point of view and a perspective that they, that they carry. And if they can get you to be on that same foolish train of thought, that's your leader. There go the leader right there. That's your leader right there. You know, your leader is supposed to be the word of God. It's supposed to be Jesus Christ. It's supposed to be who we put our faith in. And when we decide that that's where our faith is, when it is time to have a standard and it's time to have an opinion, that opinion and that standard is going to be based off the word of God. And it won't be subject to how somebody feels and what they want to switch up later, what they want to make make sense to you. And to have you somewhere looking at them like you believe what they said, like what they said really made sense to you when you know good and well it didn't. But that's that is something that, you know, us as believers, we need to be that voice that God is calling us to be. Even when people want to use what feels good for them, the, the what they want to live according to, what they want their opinion to be based off what's according to feel, what feels good to them. And it's folly and it's foolishness. You know, they say foolishness, not they say, this is actually a Bible verse. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Now, let me tell you, 
if they an adult, they was a foolish child, right? But if that foolishness was never taken out, it's still there. Trust me. Now, I don't believe in calling anybody a fool, but foolishness is is sometimes what people are dealing with. And if you don't put God where he belongs, you'll be sitting around listening to foolishness, thinking it's real. And that's the last thing you need to be putting on your plate is somebody's ideas that's not connected to the word of God. Somebody's ideas who is just solely going off of what's momentary, what feels good for the moment, what they like at that time. And, you know, when, when someone has the right to impose on you something that can vary so much, like what they want, how they feel, what they feel like you should. And when I was talking about being able to be manipulated by a putting your, allowing yourself to put yourself on someone else's mind wave, agenda, thought process, you almost take away your individuality. You know, you almost take away what it is that you would really naturally think and want to do and want to say. Now, that could be that could be good, that could be bad. But the reason why it's important that you even line up your own personal train of thought and your own opinions and your own feelings to the Bible is because sometimes that verse is us to us. Be Sometimes it's my folly. Sometimes I'm doing that to myself. Well, this is really what I want. If I think about it, like, you know, I, I, I could and nobody should really care and I, it really shouldn't matter. I'm not hurting. That's actually me bringing my, my, my train of thought to my own fleshly folly and trying to be wise in my own eyes. Sometimes, sometimes that foolishness, it's not even for people. Some people live on that level. Some people live in that place. And that's why it is for us to get into the word of God ourselves, read the word ourselves, look at the standard that God has for us. So we know what to not only line up how we should think, also know how to line up what we're listening to, also know how to line up what we put into our spirit and not just to be just open and out here with all these opinions and all these religions and all of these train of thoughts. And you have no standard, no bar, no idea of nothing. You just going with the flow. Anybody come up and tell you how they how they think in their opinion. And, you know, you go along with the whole everybody's right. But if you think about it, you don't get your turn to be right. Because every time you would like to be right, here they come. Because now, even though it's foolishness, they're wise in their own eyes. They conceited about it. They got conceit. They got pride. They boastful about it. That they now they're telling you to hush. Ah, no, 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 no. That's not it. Look, ah, think like me. You'll be there when you think like me. And then that'd be the real train of thought again. And so, you know, it's it's really important. It's really important that you get you get to the place for yourself where what someone says, what someone is doing, what someone is trying to bring you into. You you look at it and you decide if this is what God has for you, if this is where God wants you, if this is the type of conversations and relationships you should still have in your life. Because, you know, we're we're coming to a point and in, in, in the older you get and the more you live life and the more experiences you have, you don't have time to 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 walk with somebody who doesn't really want to catch a pace. You don't have time to have someone around who really don't want to see you grow in the spirit because it exists. And it's a sad thing as you see yourself outgrow friends, as you see yourself outgrow situations in the past and people that you thought you would always be cool with and you're growing apart and it's happening so naturally and it's happening and you have to dumb down 
to be in their presence. You have to dumb down and not talk about certain things to be around. You have to, you sit around and you, you there, you're more on your phone. You're there, but you know, you don't even really know why anymore. And if you think about it, they don't even know why anymore either. It's simply familiarity. And sometimes, you know, we're dumbed down for familiarity. We're listening and hanging around foolishness for familiarity for, oh man, this used to be the homie. This is, you know, and you're growing apart and it's time to actually stop allowing yourself to take other people's thought in your mind and go with other people's train of thought because God does have something for you. And what you don't need is to have someone playing with your train of thought, having you in a position where God can't reach you the way he needs to and wants to because you're so busy thinking the way somebody else is trying to get you to think rather than thinking the way the Lord God would have for you to think. With that being said, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed. Christ Vibes Only. Boom, 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 boom.